This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the Australian Formula One Grand Prix and speak to young Australian driver Lewis Leeds. I hope you'll stay with us. Valtteri Bottas has taken out the first Formula One race of the year. He spoke about how the race panned out for him. Uh, I think the um, the race start was really the key to get into the lead because obviously I did have the uh, the pace was really strong. So otherwise, if I would have been behind other cars, uh, would have been wasted. So um, I'm glad I get got to the lead and got to show what I had, and um, I truly just enjoyed it. It was all kind of under control. I had good feeling of the of the ball tire compounds what I needed to do with them to optimize them get most out of them and uh, also with it with the settings of the car I was really comfortable the car was so strong uh, so I could just do my thing and uh, I don't know it was, it was good fun. A new rule in Formula One this year sees the fastest lap of the race picking up an extra point. For Botas, he had to make the decision with his team about whether they go for the extra point or whether they give that up to someone else in the field? Uh, I think it was pretty straightforward. I mean, of course, it, it is risky to, to try and go for it with the worn tyres, um, as I did in the end, but um, I'm glad we did because um, it's an extra point. Um, and, of course, if, if you have the gap, you can also stop for a new set of tyres and go for it. But um, there's always a risk of stopping. You know, something always can go, go wrong in the pit stop. So we decided not to stop, but try it, and we got it. For Australian Daniel Ricciardo, he had a terrible weekend once again in Australia. His race over almost before it even began. Yeah, I mean, it was. I guess it was really over from, from the start. So um, I just saw an onboard. It's pretty much what I remember in, in my head. So I, I feel like that was translated. But... Uh, yeah, just uh, I thought the start was okay. I saw Perez didn't get a great one, so there was a bit of room on the inside. So I went. He he kind of covered a bit, so I, I just went a bit more, and because uh, I wasn't sure when it happens that quick, you don't know how much they're going to go. So you just try and follow their uh, their trend, and then um, yeah, just drop the wheel on the grass, and then there was a massive bump or ditch, or I, I don't know what it was, but uh, that was that. So um, I don't really know. It's just. It's a terrible word, but unlucky, I, I guess. It was just a shame that it happened so quickly as well. Formula One moved to Bahrain in a few weeks' time. Lewis Leeds joins us on the line here on Inside Motorsport. And after a successful weekend at the Australian Grand Prix, Lewis, congratulations. Uh, after round one, top step of the podium in Formula Four. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. Um, it was incredible, actually, to tell you the truth. The whole weekend, everything just went really well. Working with the new team, AGI Sport, previously being my competitors, and now I'm racing for them. And uh, to tell you the truth, they just gave me a perfect car all weekend, especially throughout qualifying. So uh, that, that set me on the right right path for the, uh, for the event, and uh, I'm stoked how it turned out. What was the difference, do you think, with the way they prepare the car to what you've been doing previously? Uh, I've always been quite fortunate in Formula 4, having worked with Dream Motorsport and Arden. They both gave me a great car. I couldn't tell you exactly which car I prefer. Obviously, I think with Arden, they had the little things sorted out better, but they were able to do things that you're just not allowed to do here in Australia. And, and also... I have only driven this AGI car on the Australian Grand Prix track and I haven't driven an Arden car or a Dream Motorsport car on that track. So I don't want to compare at this stage and I don't think the team bosses would be happy if I did that also. What's your background in motorsport? Uh, can you tell us where you got your passion from? 
It actually started at a go-kart party um, when I was around 10 years old. Uh, a friend had a party when I was in primary school, and I did really well. And um, the guy that was working there actually gave my dad, like, a business card for J&A kart tuning to, uh, to go buy a kart and uh, start racing. And I still remember one day, Dad rocked up. Uh, he picked me up after school, and he said, Lewis, we've got to buy some oil for our lawnmower. And I didn't even know we had a lawnmower. And anyway went into the shell and bought, bought some oil and Dad said, go put some oil in the lawnmower and open up the van and there's a go-kart sitting there. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's how it all started when I was about 11 years old. And uh, now you've progressed through the karting ranks. Where did you make that transition before getting uh, into Formula 4? Uh, well, in 2013, I competed at the Las Vegas Super Nationals. Had a pretty good event, finished sixth for my first international race. Um, and, like, as a kid who's only at that stage competed at, like, two state titles and a few club days and stuff like that, it was pretty good. And um, my dad was introduced to a guy by the name of Peter Thompson who introduced me to the Asia Cup Series in Malaysia. That's where I first drove a former BMW when I was 14, actually. So I have been driving cars for quite some time now. Was the decision to move into Formula 4 here in Australia... Well, unfortunately, I, I suppose you know how it always goes, but there's a lack of funding um, to progress overseas. And um, I had a great time with Red Bull in 2016 and was able to, through some sponsors, race in EuroCup. Unfortunately, some stuff happened personally within our family, which meant that I wasn't able to race anymore. And from there, I had a moment at the end of the 2017 season where I realised how bad I wanted to race and how I was willing to do anything to get back out there on track. So I spoke to Cam McConville and he helped introduce me to some potential sponsors for the 18 season. And very fortunately for Monday, put me on the junior program that 23 Red have and helped me race GT3 in Porsche last year. And unfortunately, at the end of last year, we're in the exact same position where uh, I sort of didn't really know what I was going to do. So um, we sat down and I thought, all right, we need to finish school. That's our priority. From there, we also need to stay race fit and race Australian Formula 4, which finished finishes in June or July. It doesn't interrupt with exams and stuff like that. So it just seemed like the right category for this time. You've found a way of balancing life and racing. Yeah, well... Pretty much just means no sleep, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I go to sleep after 12 p.m. most days, and I get up um, before 5 a.m. always just to try to balance my training, schoolwork, trying to send out emails to team bosses to try and get sponsorship, just all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's just the sort of thing I, I need to do to go somewhere in motorsport. You know, without that funding that can take me to where I want to go, no one's really going to do it for me. So I have to cop it on the chin and do these sort of things. What is your end game? Is it to try and make Formula One or is it to try and make uh, other forms and other categories and a professional living at it? Well, touching on that experience I had at the end of the 17 season where I, I had a few months to just think to myself what I really want to do in motorsport and in life. I thought to myself that I've only got one opportunity at this and I really want to do... I just want to follow my dreams and that's to race Formula 1. So I'm willing to do absolutely anything to get there. Hopefully next year we'll see me on the F3 grid in Europe. What is it like trying to organise a program out of Australia? What was that, sorry? How difficult is it to organise a program from Australia? Oh, 
you know, this year I've been really fortunate to have such a great support network around me. That being my family, Andy Crook, Stuart Sutcliffe. We're working really hard to just engage with the right people and to have them on board. And so far it's been quite successful, especially after the win at the Australian Grand Prix. It is looking like quite a likely event that's going to happen. So, But, you know, if you don't have that sort of group around you, it's almost impossible to get overseas unless you've got uh, personal funding yourself to go there. So, you know, it's not it's not a great position to be in, but I'm very fortunate with the group I've got with me. Now, you mentioned that you're still studying. What are you actually studying? Uh, well, I'm in year 12. My plan is to get a high ATAR, um, hopefully 90 plus. Uh, I have my favourite subjects are currently accounting and economics, and that sort of helps with this racing stuff. So if I can get a high ATAR, hopefully go to a university, study commerce and marketing, and from there I can sort of apply that to what I'm doing in the real world. The Formula 4 series is a a very interesting one this year where we've seen a number of people come into the series with cars for young drivers. We've seen some drivers who spent their summer in the New Zealand TRS series and they're bringing those skills back here as well. So it's going to be a very interesting battle you're going to have with uh, many drivers from Australasia. Yeah, well, there's a lot of talent in Formula 4, and I do think it's quite an underrated category. I know a lot of people apply their skill in Formula Ford, and they don't give Formula 4 a chance, but either way, in both categories, there are a lot of talent, and I'm looking forward just to go out there and and sort of put, put myself against the best Australians that are currently in this category. Now, if people want to find out more about Lewis Leeds and your racing program, what's the best way to...? Uh, best way is through my website, lewisleeds.com. Unfortunately, at this stage right now, it's being uh, rebranded by a very successful marketing group by the name of Frankly, who's also supporting me, so I'm grateful to have them on board. Otherwise, uh, Facebook, Instagram, those are my main social media channel, uh, social media platforms, and they're just at Lewis Leeds, and you'll find me. So, uh, yeah, I hope a few of you can get on board and support me throughout the year and just... Uh, keep up to date with all my racing. Well, Lewis, congratulations on the success at the Australian Grand Prix and look forward to uh, seeing how you progress throughout this year. Thank you very much. Appreciate you for having me. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.